Stephen Edwin King is an American author of horror, supernatural fiction, suspense, crime, science infection, and fantasy novels. His books have sold more than 350 million copies, and many have been adapted into films, television series, miniseries, and comic books. Check the link in the description below to get his top books in Audiobot format for free. Billy, Billy, don't you lose my number. Look, hey, look, I, I'm an idiot. Hey, what's up, bookworms and constant readers? Mike back today to talk a little more Cy King because we did get a new full-length novel this past week, and that, of course, is Mr. Billy Summers. Now, guys, I've been anticipating this one for about a year now, and the thing was, is leading up to this, uh, I started doing a Malazan channel read-along, and we started on the first of every other month, and we started reading the new one on August the 1st, and I said, well, look, there are rules that cannot be broken. And that one rule is that if a new Stephen King book comes out, it goes straight to the top of the list. I don't care what's going on. So that started on August 1st. This came out on August the 3rd. So yes, it skipped straight to the, straight to the front of the line. And we went ahead and read it this week. Now, uh, with this one, I, I think it's um, not really a review. I mean, it, it is. It is a review, guys. It's just, it's not an Into the Multiverse episode. Uh, with the Into the Multiverse, I'm doing all those in publication order. So I'm not going to do the same breakdown. I'm not going to do the fancy intro. I'm not going to do all the multiverse connections and all that stuff. There's just going to be a straight spoiler-free review, which is more of like a uh, instant thoughts and kind of reaction, like I did when I talked about later, earlier this year, where it's just kind of talk about spoiler-free thoughts and uh, uh, if I like the book or not, you know, and kind of what made me like it or dislike it. And uh, with this, I think at the beginning of the year, we, uh, we as in the constant readers, we had been to the point where we're like, okay, well, look, Later is another hard case crime novel, so uh, it'll be a good holdover until Billy Summers comes out in the fall. Uh, I, the thing was, is then later came out and completely like knocked her socks off. We did not expect it to be as good as it was, and it got to the point where it's like, well, hell, I hope Billy Summers can be this good, right? So it's kind of been a weird situation where, hey, it might have a kind of big shoes to fill when it was expected, you know, just based off of the it being a full-length novel, not a hard-case crime novel, uh, alone where we thought, hey, this is going to be the big one this year, whereas later is just going to kind of be the appetizer. Well, look, I loved later. I loved it to death. So did this uh, meet those same expectations? The bar had been raised. Did this one cross it? Well, let's go ahead and talk about it. But let's begin, like usual, with what is it about? Now, Billy Summers is a man in a room with a gun. He is a killer for hire and the best in the business, but he'll only do the job if the target is a truly bad guy. And now, Billy wants out. But first, there is one last hit. Billy is among the best snipers in the world, a decorated Iraqi war veteran, a Houdini when it comes to vanishing after the job is done. So what could possibly go wrong, you ask? Well, how about everything? And that is as vague as it can be, guys. It's straight off the back cover of the book here and uh yeah there's a lot that happens in this book that you're not going to kind of get in that and i'm not really going to spoil that too much for you here so there's gonna be no spoilers but there may be some things like guys if you don't want to know like character names or you know what kind of method of themes and stuff are in this book uh i guess duck out i, I don't know i don't think i'm going to ruin anything for you here this is going to be fully uh, spoiler free but i'm going to kind of get into what i liked about it. and that begins like usual what makes it good or bad anytime Cy Keen does small town America 
it's usually pretty good. And this, I am happy to say, is up to par. He really fleshes out this small town community every bit as good as he did back in his Castle Rock days. Now, there obviously isn't as many like weird things going on as in a Castle Rock story, but this really does capture that, you know, that, that kind of the wholesomeness of a really small town community, you know, maybe living just below the poverty line and how they can establish relationships. And he continues to does that just so much better than anyone else in the game. He's able to establish these characters and how they interact with each other like no one else. Even at this stage in his career, he's still the master at this. And you will become connected to the relationships that Billy has with these characters in this small town in just the first third of this book. It's fantastic the way that he is able to continue to do this all of his career. So I'm happy to say he does that. And like I said, he makes this small town seem so real, so lived in, and so wholesome. He really does continue to capture all those things that make, if you've lived in a small town like I grew up in one, uh, you love it. It's, it's it really He really does capture that feeling of you know uh, inclusion, of feeling welcome, of feeling loved, of feeling like people want you to be there and they want you to be a part of their community. They want to be a part of your life. And he's able to really capture that. And it's done really, really well. I think you'll really find a, a lot of connection with a lot of the, uh, the side characters there. And when I started the book, I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, I do love me some Stephen King uh, coming-of-age stories. Well, the main protagonist in this is 44 years old. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I just turned 43. That's pretty good. I guess I'll just live with that. Well, then he flips the script and finds a way to include that coming-of-age story in here via flashbacks. And they are awesome. It is uh, very much, this is very much uh, three stories in one. Uh, I think we got our coming-of-age coming story, uh, life story, so to speak. We got our long con. And then we got somewhat of like a, a Bonnie and Clyde kind of revenge story here towards the end. So do all three of those land? Well, we'll talk about it. Uh, but first, I'll say about the coming-of-age or like the life story section. Uh, it isn't forced. The way that he actually finds a way to work this in is actually rather impressive. And I've had a lot of people bring up, uh, that, 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 bring, that makes me think of something that happens in 112263. And if you guys don't know, that's always a good comparison to go to because 112263 is an amazing Stephen King book. So when you're getting that kind of comparison, obviously you know what kind of story you're dealing with here. And I could definitely see where people were coming from on that one but uh as far as like i said the other ones are they all good some people are going to feel ripped off a little bit i think because what this book sells to you on its back cover and what it gives to you uh is that word that i don't like guy i think your expectations might be subverted a little bit you do get that you just get a lot more of of, of, of story b which you have no idea is coming and I feel like it's almost in like that Project Hail Mary way where you're expecting one thing and then the author gives you something completely out of nowhere that you weren't expecting. And that doesn't mean it's bad. It's very, very good. It just, it might not be what you kind of signed up for kind of thing. Does that, does that make sense? I, I think it does. I just want to say the flashbacks in this are stupendous. It's going to hit you in the feels a couple of times as we go all the way from his heartbreaking childhood all the way through his time in the Iraqi war and with his band of brothers, so to speak. And it's just... It's it's fantastic stuff, you guys. I, I guarantee there'll be some people who, um, you know, especially people I think maybe that have served that are really going to become emotionally attached to this group of characters. Uh, they, you know, when he spent that time over there in Fallujah, it's really, really good stuff. And it's it's visceral. It's it's impressive the way it's written because he's you now he's never really wrote stuff like this before. And um, I, look, I know there are a lot of people on my Discord that were concerned about... Um, 
King is very antsy gun in real life, so they were kind of worried how he was going to present that in this. Well, uh, he does have his political uh, affiliations. Uh, he wears them on his sleeve quite a bit in this book, which we'll talk about. But with that, uh, I, look, I can't... If he gets this type of gun, something wrong, I, I don't know, guys. Look, I'm in Texas. We, 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 we have the right to carry here. We have guns for home defense. But as far as I like, telling you, oh, that kind of scope won't fit with that kind of rifle, I have no idea, guys. I have no idea about those things. So I can't attest to if he was accurate with his weaponry in this one. Because I know in past books, he messed that up. And a lot of people have called him out for it. So I feel like he would have done his homework by now, but I don't know. There's this character in the book named Alice. And Billy and Alice develop a really interesting relationship. And I think at first, it might seem a little uncomfortable for reasons you'll understand when you read it. You might feel that way. But over time, it eventually becomes heartwarming, I think. And in a very, very... <sighs> I don't even know the words to use without spoiling for you, but I just say that guys, it's, I think it's an impressive relationship. And at first you might be a little standoffish to it because you're like, Hey, this isn't, this isn't what I bought this book for. And then when you get a little more into it, you continue to remember what it is that makes King the King and it's his character work. And he's able to develop a bond between these characters that is just undeniable by the end. And I think that uh, the ending, that's always a question with a Stephen King book. Oh, well, he can't write endings. Something I wholeheartedly disagree with. I do not think that, oh, he can't write endings is, is dumb. I think that's just the dumbest thing ever because a man can write endings. Just, they just don't all land. Uh, I think that more land than don't. But again, that's always going to depend on you. With me, with this one, the ending's very good. It's very, very good. It's a tearjerker. It's, gonna, it's going to uh, make you feel something, I think, if you get really emotionally attached to these characters, which I did. So uh, I, I think the ending is very good. Uh, I wouldn't say it's anything that's like shocking or super, super surprising. Uh, but it, it'll definitely, the way it's written, it'll get uh, it'll get a reaction out of you one way or the other. But I will say it is a very good ending. And uh, the last good here, there are some multiverse nods in here that are going to make constant readers just grin like a, like a big old idiot. You're going to love the ones that you find here. As for the bed, uh, this is going to be the section where I think I'm going to get lots of people upset and I'm going to get lots of thumbs down on this. But I feel like it has to come up. It just It just has to. King was very very distracted while he wrote this book and it's very obvious i don't like to talk about these things on this channel because all they do is make people upset but i have to talk about how much of stephen king's personal politics he puts in this book and here's the thing guys i don't care about all that stuff i am fine with whatever political beliefs you have no matter what they are that's perfectly fine it's your right as an american to have those beliefs uh they uh here's the thing King has always made political references in his books. Back to the 70s. Well, back to the 70s, you know, he's talking about Nixon. He's talking about Carter. He's talked about Reagan. He's talked about every American president in every book uh, going back all the way to when he first started doing this. It's nothing new. It's nothing new. It's always been one of those things like, oh, well, it's just it's Steve. He's going to find a way to work it in here. But it's always just been kind of like something in passing. With this... It's too much. It's very clear he was writing this during an election year, so his emotions were very, very heightened. Uh, and, and again, you, people will be like, oh, well, what does it matter? Was the story good? Yes, the story was very good. But here's the thing. Every single time he who is not president anymore is mentioned in this book, it takes you out of it. Because it's like, what does that have to do with the story at all right now? Like, at all. And before people think, oh, well, you just think, I don't care. I could care less. If he feels the way that he feels... Superman, keep living your best life. I want you to feel what you want to feel. That's perfectly fine. But I do know people that are very much aligned with Stephen King politically, and even they said it was too much. It's just too much. So uh, it's something that I hope, okay, like I said, I'm going to give him a pass 
this time because it was an election year and emotions were at an all-time high. I get it. I get it that on top of a year with the virus shall not be named, people were very, very opinionated around the time. But I, I hope it's something now that uh, he who's not president anymore isn't president anymore. Uh, maybe maybe he can move along. If not, I, I've got to recommend that maybe he gets some grief counseling or something because I feel like it's really starting to uh, to really eat into his talents. And, and it's just something I don't think it needs to be there. Uh, like I said, about the, about the 20th time it's mentioned in the book, I was just like, oh, Stephen, you know? So, I mean, you're always going to have those oh, Stephen moments when you read a Stephen King book, but this is the first time I've really felt like it just pulled me out of the story, like even more so than like Elevation, guys, which it was really, really prevalent in that too. And it's just, I, I don't know. I, I just hope it's something now that he's gotten what he wanted politically, maybe he'll be able to move on. I hope, I hope, because it really is taking away from this story, I think. It really should have been trimmed down quite a bit. But again, like I said, that's going to upset some people. And again, you can think what you want and you're wrong because I don't feel that way. I just, it, it really just, again, mulligan, mulligan given. Let's move along. The middle section of this book is going to lose some people because that's where you have your main plot going, 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 and the tension just ramping up and up and up and up. And then it's just like, we're just going to wait. We're just going to wait for the whole middle act of this book. We're just going to wait and not a lot happens. And for me in a Stephen King book, when not a lot's happening, it's just our characters like interacting with one another. That's the gold. That's the great stuff. That's what he does so well. So that part didn't bother me at all. But I can see some people who weren't wanting that in a story about a sniper, they're going to be upset. So uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it a bad for me as much as it was just kind of like a shock because this isn't what I was expecting, like at all. But uh, it, that middle section is kind of slow. Uh, even for someone like me who loves when he does writing like that. It, it is kind of slow, but it's important. It's important to develop that relationship that I talked about earlier. So uh, I say be patient with it. Uh, it might not be for everyone, but uh, but but yeah, it's, it's going to... I like the first third a lot more, and I like the last third probably the best. So yes, the middle section is my least favorite part of the book, but it, it didn't it didn't drag it down enough to where I'm really going to say it's bad. But yeah, it's going to it's going to upset some people I think a lot. Man, again, if you're wanting more, you know, scares, frights again like we kind of gotten later which felt like a return to vintage 80 Stephen King, you're not going to get it. This is very much grounded. Again, this is very much with a, you know, like an outsider or, or the Bill Hodges trilogy, or Colorado Kid. It's more like that, again, I think. So uh, you're, you're not going to get those things. Uh, but uh, again, uh, I, 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 as much as I say I like the King writing, the small town thing, I think that he might be showing his age a bit on this one. Uh, because uh, he has stuff where he's, he's playing with these kids and stuff like that. And they're doing stuff like going to carnivals. And they're going and playing Monopoly and things like that. And they're they're drawing them pictures and stuff. And it's just like, Steve, kids haven't done that for a long time. I have kids who are the age of the kids in this. They, they don't do that. They'd have been like, hey, Billy, come play video games with me. Hey, Billy, have you seen this on my phone? Hey, Billy, check out this brand new iPad I just got. Uh, look, I don't think it's impossible. Because here's what I'll say about like board games. My kids... They're all about the electronics. But if you say, hey, let's play a board game, they're on board. They're going to play. They're ready for it. So I'm not saying it's impossible. I just think this is like kind of one of those things where I got to, Stephen, you should have made this take place in the 80s or something if you were going to do this. So I can see that might take some people out of it. Look, the guy's like 74 years old. 
I'm surprised he's still as sharp as he is. But those are one of those things where I was kind of like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't know that the technology is probably going to rule over over more of that. But again, it did make it have more of that that hometown, small town feel. So uh, I'll go ahead and let it slide. Let's go ahead and get into why you should read it, guys. I think if you like movies like Leon the Professional or uh, A Perfect World or things like that, right in your wheelhouse. You're going to really, really enjoy this one. I think his character work is as sharp as ever. Again, I don't think that I expected him to be writing at this high level at this point in his career. I really thought he'd enter you know, paycheck mode at this point. Uh, he's still very, very sharp. Yeah, he does have some some old things. He does have some things he can't let go of. But again, those are the quirks you're going to get with every Stephen King book. It's never going to... He's, I don't think he's ever written like a perfect book. You know, you're always going to have those things that you can find to gripe about. But again, at this point in his career, I never expect him to be writing stories this quality. And this one just kind of connects Especially if like, like if you're into like soldiers and Iraq war and stuff, you're really going to connect with this main character. It's a protagonist. I think a lot of people are getting to because he's very damaged. He's very damaged emotionally. He's, he's went through some shit, especially when you get back to his childhood, which is just heartbreaking stuff. Uh, I think you're going to really latch on to this protagonist. I think you'll enjoy it. Now, look, if you're a constant reader, yeah, pick it up immediately. You're going to enjoy it. It's King. You're going to have a good time with it. If this is your first Stephen King book, you could read it. You could read it. I don't know if this is like the book that you're going to pick up as a first-time reader and be like, you know what? I'm a huge Stephen King fan now. I got to read everything he's ever written. I don't think maybe you're going to get there. But this is kind of a, a good place to see like the kind of stuff he's been writing for about the last decade now. This is this is more the stuff that he's into now. He's uh, He really likes stuff like Bosch and Michael Connelly and things like that. John Grisham. He's really gotten into stuff like that, I think, at this point in his life. And it's, it's very uh, apparent. That he, he wants to be like a crime novelist now. He's just infatuated with the subject. So if you've liked that stuff, like I said, like if you liked a Mr. Mercedes or if you, if you liked a Colorado kid, I think, yeah, you're going to feel right at home here. As for me, my final thoughts, look, later was a tough act to follow, but I'm not going to grade it on that scale. I'm not, I, I never grade a book on comparing it to the book that came out before. I was just kind of bringing that up because I loved later and it made me think, okay, well, shit. Is this going to be as good as later was now? So that, that kind of had me in that mode of, of ready for, okay, well, I know that the man can still write, you know, so maybe he's about to hit another hot streak, you know, because uh, I thought the Institute was just okay, but, you know, I thought the Outsider was excellent, you know, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, he's, he's really hit or miss at this point, and I felt like later was really a hit. This one, pretty, pretty close to a hit. It's going to be one that I recommend, but I, I think, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed later more because I'm more into the vintage, you know, throwback, coming of age, spooky Stephen King. And that had all those things, all the things I love about him. It had the big scary monster. It had the coming of age story. It had all the frights and chills that I love in a period piece and a coming of age story for him. I love that. That's his forte for me. So of course I like that more. But like I said, this one's going to fit more with that uh, with that true crime stuff. And while I did like the, the, the book uh, quite a bit, and like I said, I'm surprised he's still writing this quality of his career. I'm going to put this on a level as I would with like an institute. It's fine. It's something I'm going to recommend that you read, but it's never going to be anything that I'm reading again every few years, like some of his classics. It's not going to ever fit into that, where I said something like like Later or maybe Outsider. I could see myself, myself uh, reading those again, you know? So I would put it just a step below those, those I think. Uh, so there you go, guys. That's kind of how I feel about Billy Summers at this point. Very good book. Uh, I, I do wish he kind of uh, lay off on some of his gripes, because there are some times where I'm like, did he think he was still on his Twitter account when he was writing this? Because I, I think he's kind of uh, lost his message of this book here. But, you know, the good far outweighs the bad. And again, the story is good enough that I always look overlook those oh Steven kind of moments, you know. So, uh, and this one is, is no different. I think you guys are going to enjoy it quite a bit. 
If you're into the more grounded Stephen King, you're going to love it. If you were like me and you're waiting for more vintage horror coming of age Stephen King, uh, it might be just like, hey, it's good. It's just nothing that I'm going to be talking about a month from now kind of thing. So again, a very, very high recommend. But again, I think later was the superior book. So if you're grading on that scale after I just said I wasn't going to do that, then there you go. That's kind of my thoughts. So I hope that kind of got through. So guys, have you read Billy Summers? What did you think? Drop in the comments and let me know and I will talk to you there. Stephen Edwin King is an American author of horror, supernatural fiction, suspense, crime, science infection, and fantasy novels. His books have sold more than 350 million copies, and many have been adapted into films, television series, miniseries, and comic books. Check the link in the description below to get his top books in audiobot format for free.